0: Something to say, Hello, everybody, and welcome to this New Year's edition of Project Shadow. So Happy New Year. My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, And today, we're wrapping up our best of 2018 by talking about TV. And there, there are some shows that we are going to talk about that I think were good. And there are going to be some that I'm going to come together that not so much. Not so much. Um... I have very mixed feelings about the Flareover shows. I've talked about those previously, just a couple weeks ago. So I am actually not going to be mentioning them after this. So if you want to know my feeling on everything going on with Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and everything, go back a couple episodes and, well, you'll see my feelings on that. On the other side of the coin, I think it's important to start off by talking about the Netflix Marvel shows. Now, I'm just going to kind of lump all these together into one group. One, I don't think The Defenders was as bad as people are saying that it is. I actually liked the chemistry between Luke Cage and the Iron Fist. I think that's the first time the Iron Fist character almost kind of worked at all. It was... No, it, it was what it was. It, it had too many expectations put upon it, most of which were negative. And the fact that they were able to blend the different styles of the different shows together, I, I think that it was a, a good attempt with not the best material to make it work. Now, having said that, Jessica Jones Season 2 and Luke Cage, they were amazing. They 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 really deserve a lot more credit than they got. I don't think that the second season of either was quite up to the standard set by their first seasons. But then again, they kind of did the most iconic work that they could in the first seasons for both of those shows. I, I am sad. I am sad to see those go. I'm really sad to see those go. I can't say the same thing about the Immortal Iron Fist, with the exception that I, I I rather liked how they ended the season, and would have liked to have seen Colleen Wynn, you know, continue. Sorry, spoiler, in the uh, you know guise of the uh, Iron Fist. I think that would have made for an interesting show, but of course, it got canceled, so we're not going to get that at all, so, meh. Now, I had been saying that I felt that this was a conspiracy on the part of Disney to bring everything home, and Disney had been very, no, 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 we're not going to do that, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Recently, I started seeing articles where they're like, well, maybe, I don't know, we're thinking about it, maybe, Uh uh-huh, Yeah color me surprised I'm shocked even like just astounded that thoughts like that ever actually crossed your minds because you're Disney and I never think that you're conspiring against the vast majority of people in order to make your corporate bottom line bigger I'm not going to talk about it too much Dragon Prince happened it's an interesting show I'm holding off a lot of my talking about it because I have such mixed feelings that it would just basically be me saying I have mixed feelings for 30 minutes. It's not the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's actually pretty good. We'll see what happens when they get more episodes. If you haven't checked it out, it's on Netflix. Definitely a show worth checking out. The last show I'm going to kind of do a cursory talk about is uh, Dear White People, Volume 2. I loved the movie that the series was based off of. I loved the first season. I thought the first season was really good. I really enjoyed the second season. I love these characters. I like the drama in their lives. I like that they're able to take on topical issues. And at least for me, and granted, I do kind of roam around in lefty circles, I don't feel like the show ever gets preachy. In the way that it could, it does a very good job of showing rather than telling. And Justin Simeon, you know, deserves kudos for that. And I hope that he's on the uh, Star Trek after show a lot, after track a lot more this season. Because I really enjoyed him on the episodes that he was on last season. He's a big Star Trek fan. Isn't that awesome? Okay, so yeah, definitely check out Dear White People if you haven't. It's a very good show. Altered carbon. Mm. I, I am much more excited about the show now that they've announced that they're doing a second season and Anthony Mackie is coming onto the show. I rather enjoy him as an actor. I think he makes some very good choices. I think that, well, anything to bring fresh life into the show will be greatly appreciated. On, on a whole... It's not bad like if if it had come out in the 90s I would probably be over the top a fan of altered carbon the the biggest problem that I have with it is it feels like it was a script like they had this entire thing scripted out back in the 90s like this should have been going around with well all of the other weird oddball shows that you know it's like Star Hunter because it really did make me feel like it was about the same age as Star Hunter and if you've never seen Star Hunter oh you have to hunt down Star Hunter you just have to it's like Firefly but not Firefly and it came out at the exact same time as Firefly except for it was kind of in syndication oh it's it's it, it. I'm not going to say it's great But it's definitely worth watching if you're into like those kinds of TV shows. But that's the biggest problem that I had with Altered Carbon is it felt more like a sci-fi show from that period than it did a more modern show. And I'm not sure what it was about it that gave it that feel. The effects for what they were were okay. The cast was much more diverse than a show would have been in the 90s. I, I don't know. It, it, I think it really kind of went hard into this uh, kind of noir aesthetic. And I don't think it served the show that well. Um, th- there were numerous characters that I just couldn't stand that they made major characters in the series. I loved the hotel, the Raven. Th- th- that was amazing. The Living Hotel. I really love that. That was great. I don't know if we'll be revisiting that or anything in the second season because I have no idea what they're doing in the second season. I've not been keeping up as much as I probably should have, but it, I don't know. It just, it could have been great. It turned out to be okay to good with a few episodes that I really enjoyed. I really, really enjoyed the day of the dead episode being one of my favorite things ever like that, that <laughs> If nothing else, that episode is worth seeing in altered carbon. I, I think it has legs. I think there's places that it could go. I, I just don't know if it will get there. You know, I, I, I don't know. We'll have to see, but I, I, I'm excited for the idea that they might be able to do something great with that series. Now, I haven't heard if they're going to be doing a second season of Lost in Space, though I hope that they would. I rather enjoyed this series. I liked it in that, one, it made me forget about that horrible, horrible, horrible movie with Joey from Friends in it. Yeah, that exists. And it's one of those films that might actually ruin your childhood if you were a Lost in Space fan (laughs) as a child. It, it's, it is its it is horrendously bad. I liked the pacing of the show. I liked that they gave a backstory to characters that previously didn't have them. And give them complicated backstories that weren't overly complicated. Uh, I, I'm curious to see where they're going with this. I lo- love the new robot. I love the new robot. You know, I love the new Will Robinson. I think they're going to do some fun stuff with that. I'm hoping that this show gets a second season. If it has, if it does, I think they can do some great things with it. If not, then I don't know what you're thinking, Netflix. I really don't. You've gone crazy. Like if this show of all shows doesn't get a second season, considering some of the stuff that you've given a second season to. Uh huh. Okay. And finally I just wanted to touch on A Series of Unfortunate Events part 2 or season 2, which call the season. I'm trying to keep get used to this because it used to be everything was a season now things some things have parts and other things have volumes and you know Netflix they're shaking it up. Uh, I I as I mentioned every time I talk about the Series of Unfortunate Events books I, I've never read them. I I have no connection to the books whatsoever. I did see that Jim Carrey movie and did not find it all that entertaining. And then had a friend of mine sit me down and go, well, here's why you didn't like it and why the books are the greatest thing ever. So I feel like I've read the books because I've been lectured about them so much. But I don't know, maybe I'll fit them in this year. I really want to do a lot more reading than I did this year. I only read like three books this year. Like not for work, like not business work, you know, business books or, you know, nonfiction. I I want to read more fiction this year. It's one of my goals for 20. That's why I didn't do a book episode this year. I really only read like a couple books and I already did episodes about them. So, yay. (laughs) Don't list this amazing. Read it. Um, But hopefully my schedule will work out better. I'll get through more books next year. Very excited about that. At any rate, looping back around, this show has found a way to tap into that kind of Adam's family place that I rather enjoy. It's creepy, it's kooky, it's mysterious, it's ooky. I love the way the character of Lemony Snicket is narrating the show and participating in it at the same time. I'm not sure what's up with that, and I kind of hope that they actually explain who he's talking to at some point. I think that would be really interesting if, you know, they named the audience. And so the audience POV is actually a character of some sort. I think that would be fun. I don't know, but they, they've done a lot with physical humor. Neil Patrick Harris is hilarious. Every one of the members of his little misfit gang are just stars in their own right. This is one of the only shows I know of that has a gender-fluid character in it that they don't make fun of them for their gender. Um, We'll talk about the other one in a minute, after the break. But all in all, it's, it's a thoroughly solid show. And of course, at midnight, we get part three, season three, and that's gonna wrap it up. And we'll see what happens after this. But, yeah, definitely enjoyed it. Now, like I said, I'm saving some of my favorites, the ones that I'm probably going to gush about way too much for after the break. But before we get there, I, I just wanted to point out, you know, it's a little frustrating to me that I'm not talking about shows on other networks. And I mentioned this on my movie breakdown the other day. But let's see, Netflix, 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 Netflix. Every show on this list is from Netflix. Now I thought about talking about Star Trek Discovery, but I'm kind of miffed at them. And Mainly because they decided not to start season 2 until next year. And they're doing, I guess, a short season 2 or something. I don't know what they're doing. I don't think they knew what they were doing in season 1. Though, I I did enjoy season 1 of the show. I'm I'm just... I'm frustrated. Like, CBS, you you tire me out. You really do. Just... just, uh, Be better. (laughs) Do something better. And a lot of the shows on the other networks I felt the same way about. I'm really getting frustrated at how much I'm just kind of in Netflix. That doesn't mean I didn't watch shows elsewhere. But I didn't feel that they were shows worth talking about. I watched Titans. I watched some stuff on Hulu. I watched some stuff on very, you know, in HBO. I, I, I don't know. I I get nervous when one entity has so much power, and of course, next year we're going to have a lot more to talk about because we'll have Doom Patrol, which will hopefully be good because their episode of Titans was pretty good. So hopefully that will work out um, to talk about, and that's going to be on the you know DC Universe app, and you know Disney Plus will come out at some point, and we'll get maybe the mandalorian next year maybe some of the marvel shows that they've promised who knows what else is going to be there at launch but you know we'll have a few other things but i don't know i i I want more variety in the companies that we're talking about uh and now on that hopeful note here's a word from our sponsor and we're back and before anybody like starts adding me which has probably already happened. Yes, Steven Universe was pretty good this year, but it was so scattered that, I don't know. I, I, I That's kind of what I'm talking about, I, I want more cohesiveness from things than I'm getting. And so now we continue forward with our, I guess, the best of Netflix series. Next, I want to talk about the new She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. I love this show. I love this show. I love this show. I love this show. Now, as a kid, I was a huge fan of She-Ra. I thought it was actually better than He-Man, as far as the show goes. And I think that's because they wouldn't let her fight. They thought it was unladylike for her to actually fight. So they had to come up with different kinds of stories. So they couldn't just do the He-Man Freak of the Week series the way that they did with He-Man. Because, you know, you can have He-Man run up and punch somebody. And if you actually watch the original show, she never actually uses her sword as a sword at all in the in in the original series. She uses it to deflect their laser beams. She uses it to heal people and periodically to shoot light out of the gem in it to do... Various things, but she doesn't actually use it as a sword. We, we don't see her actually fighting people. We don't see her hitting people because that was unladylike. Oh, how things have changed. Now, the new cast, I rather enjo- enjoy. The new bow is fantastic. The new Glimmer, oh my goodness. I love her so much and wish that I had her when I was a child. Like Glimmer would have been my hero as a child. Enough, enough said. Like, I would have had all of her toys. I would have had every bit of merchandise, like, all over my Christmas wish list would be, give me Glimmer stuff, give me Glimmer stuff. Um, yeah. I, I really like what they did with all of the characters, especially the kind of anarchistic pro-revolution Swiftwind. Wind, <laughs> you know, just... The fact that the horse is running around liberating stables in the background is hilarious because she gives it life and then kind of lets it run rampant. And so now it has all these superpowers and it doesn't know what to do with them. Oh, that was just brilliant. I like the humor that they brought to the show, the way that they've done twists on a lot of the characters. The voice acting is very good. I, I rather, rather enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it or you bought into some of the weird anti-hype that preceded the series, just ignore them. Watch it. It's funny. And, you know, while I would say that something like, you know, you know, the troll, like Troll Hunter is the, I think the closest thing we've gotten to a spiritual, spiritual successor to Avatar, the last airbender in that it was a very well-written series, very well acted and had, a lot of very strong emotional hooks to it. Um, I'm hoping that this Legend of Korra will get there. I'm not Legend of Korra. That this uh, Shira will get there. I'm kind of hoping. It, it. I think it has the potential to be something amazing if they continue to build off of the characters the way they're doing. I mean, Princess Scorpia. I mean, for goodness sakes. I'm just... How can you not love that? The new Hordak is interesting. I can't wait to see what they do with him. The new Shadow Weaver is fascinating, and I kind of want her to break off and do her own third faction. I, I There's so much in the show, and I'm not doing the entire episode on Shira, but I probably could, because it was amazing. Okay. I'm trying to debate which one I wanted to talk about last. Ag- Retzko. Oh, my goodness. She is my spirit animal. I've said this before. I will say it again. If you are not familiar with the latest product placement by Sanrio. And we really do have to look at her that way. I mean, Sanrio has this wonderful ability to create ma- mascot characters. If you don't know them from anything else, you'd probably know them from Hello Kitty. Sanrio does Hello Kitty. Um, yeah. Agretzko is a she she is a she's amazing. She's an office worker by day, and when she gets frustrated, she does death metal karaoke. I love her so much. I love Haida. I love all of her friends. The Christmas special was so good and touching and different and not what I expected at all. It just this may be the most unexpectedly good show I've ever seen because I knew it was was from Sanrio. I knew that it was basically marketing for their new group of characters that they're pushing out that whose faces are going to be on everything because that's what Sanrio does. And I literally watched the entire first season in one night. And it doesn't hurt that they're short. There's like 10 episodes and like 15 minutes each. So, you know, not like a lot, but yeah, I just binged the entire first season, and the characters are so good, and it's oddly quotable. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times Brian and I are having a conversation about something really serious, and when we don't know what to say, we just look at the look at them, look at the other person, get very serious in our face, cross our arms, and just say "protein." Because that is the ultimate answer to all things. It's up there with 42. It's like the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. Protein. If you've not watched a Gretzko, you have to watch a Gretzko. I'm going to spell it for you just to make sure you can find it. It's A-G-G-R-E-A-G-R-E-S-U-C-O. That's how it's spelled. It's pronounced Aggretsuko. So, R. am sorry, A-G-G-R-E-T-S-U-K-O. Aggretsuko, it is so good. Watch it, watch it, watch it. If you've wondered what all of those weird animated memes are that I'm always sharing, they're probably from either this or Steven Universe. So, if they're animal-based, they're they're almost definitely from Aggretsuko. Definitely check out this series. It is mind-blowingly good and has no right to be as entertaining as it is. It really doesn't. Uh, Which do I want to end with? I want to end with a funny one. Okay, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. This, by and far from... This is the best new show of the year. Hands down. And maybe even the best season of the year for me. I I was kind of hoping that I could say that about the new Charmed show, but I couldn't even... I, I watched one episode. If it goes up on Netflix, I might try again, but oh my goodness. This... It's creepy. It's dark. It's funny. The cast is amazing. The characters are so well done. All of them. I don't care what anybody says. I love all of them, including her human friends. I love her witchy friends. I love the weird gore and blood that shows up everywhere. I like the demons and how they're using them. Madame Satan is one of the greatest villains ever on television. And I'm not just saying that because I love the actress. Though I think I've said that about every character she's played. So it might have something to do with Michelle Gomez. I don't know. Just saying. This show is far and away the best thing that's happened to TV. I've, I have had it on in the background while I've been working. I have rewatched, actually sat down and rewatched it. This show has kind of wallpapered my house since it came out. I love it beyond measure. Taking a character like Sabrina that I only knew from the original, I don't even, think it's the original because i think there was an animated series before it but the show from the 90s i and really taking this dark like this is sabrina if she were on the cover of a metal album like this is death metal sabrina and i kind of love it i i kind of absolutely love it and i believe It has been greenlit out to season four already. So I'm ready for that. I'm really curious to see where they're gonna take some of the characters, especially Susie. I think Brian and I have gotten into long debates over why Susie could see the spirit of her deceased relative. Uh And I, I don't have a firm answer. On that, and I'm wondering if it's because of something special about her, if it is, or them. They, they, okay, so I understand that Susie is going to be a genderqueer, if not trans, character on the show, though they have yet to make that clear. I believe they still use female pronouns for the character on the show. Um, so I, I'm continuing to use female pronouns for her, but it doesn't feel right. So I think Susie should eventually become a they. I I definitely... I I get a much more genderqueer, you know, non-binary sense from Susie. And I believe in the comic that it's based on Susie's non-binary. I I just, I love her character. I love that character. Since I'm not sure what pronouns to use, because like I said, I I've been wa- watching the show carefully, and I believe they always use her. So we'll we'll see. Susie is great. The other characters are really interesting. I'm kind of hoping that Harvey doesn't do the whole dark side stalker thing. That I almost feel like they're setting up for him. But I enjoyed the first season so much that even if they do go that way. I have faith in them that it will work out. Definitely great show. Great show. If you have not watched The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, you have to watch this series. It is is so good. So good. And last but definitely not least, the show that I hate myself every day just a little bit because I enjoy it more than I should be allowed, and that's Big Mouth. I don't even know how to describe the show. It is a off-color show about kids going through puberty and their hormone monsters and their various adventures in self-discovery. It, it... I... I don't even know what to... The closest thing that I can compare it to is a show that a lot of you have probably never seen. It's like an animated Rick and Steve and I get that Rick and Steve was animated, but it was like a stop motion animated show, and this is an actual animated show, but it's it is the closest thing to a Rick and Steve show that I've seen except for most of the characters are heterosexual, and we'll see how that goes it it is it is not safe for work, it is not safe for children. It is probably not safe for adults to watch. It is too funny by far. And I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people about hormone monsters and their hormone monsters growing up and their hormone monsters now. And everybody taking bets on who has Steve as their hormone monster. Yeah. It's one of those shows. It's just too funny and over the top and bizarre and yeah. If, if that sounds appealing to you and you haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. As with everything on my list this year, all from Netflix, because I didn't really fall in love with anything any, anywhere else, which is sad. Very sad. Hopefully you've fallen in love with this show. My voice is doing a lot better. I'm hoping that it will definitely get a lot better. I am not going to do an episode for New Year's Day because, you know, I'm not, we're going to be up late, we're going to be partying, I'm just, I'm not going to do an episode for New Year's Day. So I don't think a lot of people will listen to it. I, From my experience over the years, New Year's definitely doesn't usually have a lot of people listening because, well, New Year's Eve happens right before it. Even though New Year's Eve is on a Monday, I still expect the parties to ensue. But if you did enjoy this series and the app that you're listening on allows me to either allows you to either rate this episode or the series itself, please do that. That tells the algorithms that they should share me with other people. If you've got a buck you can throw my way, um, either click the button that says support or in the show notes you'll see a link that says support on Anchor. If you click that, you can support me at the $1, $5, $10 a month levels. That really does help me out a lot. It's helped me to buy new software and soon to buy a new mic because I love this one, but... It's starting to have problems. Mm. If you don't have any cash you can throw my way, trust me, I understand. Just share me with people. That helps out a lot, a lot. And helps the podcast to grow. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm C Dorset on Twitter. You can find links to this and everything that and everything that I do on ProjectShadow.com. Until next time, don't forget, have the fun and happy new year. Bye.